It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William the Opinion Update. And positive, Chuck Bockler. We're here with Locked On Clippers with a strange new voice. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the voice that you're hearing is going to be Carl Tart, UCB performer, Tele- TV guy. Yeah, you know television's him? own. Television's own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That that's, you don't even know that people say that, right? Yeah. Oh, you do know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, say, I don't know why that has been a thing, but once you're on TV, TV, you <laughs> TV know, is called Tart. Is that's your <laughs> that's your parent at that point. Local funny man. There, there you go. <laughs> we've given one word things for our. Uh, for our announcer name for the podcast, what would yours be? Um, uh, so you're positive Chuck Mockler. Mm-hmm. William the Opinion Updike. And this, this is what I... Uh, let's, let's, let's call this... A, uh, it's your radio host name. Uh, Party Carl Tart. Party, Party Carl Tart. Okay. Love it. We are here with Party Carl Tart because he... It's kind of a rivalry week here on Locked On Clippers. Yeah. Ish. And he has an interesting fandom where he is a... You love LeBron. Love him. Absolutely love him. Absolutely love him. He is my favorite player of all time. Shaq mm-hmm. is a very close second. Yeah. Um, wow, very conflicted. Which is interesting because as he sits before us, he's absolutely decked out in Clippers gear. Yeah. Full Clippers gear. Yeah. Huge Clippers fan. We're going to talk to him about his fandom, kind of what it means to be a modern fan, especially in this current rivalry. And it's Wednesday, so we have a what could have been for you. Which, of course, is going to involve LeBron and the Clippers. And then talking some Ty Lue signing stuff. As well as maybe reminiscing on those uh, Sterling Affairs tapes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen oh, yeah, to it? I listened to it. I'm about halfway through the last episode right now. Oof, I'm, it is. I'm behind. I, I actually had work to do today. So. I knew all this stuff already. Though. That's, that's what Charles was saying. That's yeah. my thing is that like we can start with the Donald Sterling stuff because it really, it someone described it as an expose to us. It's not. It's not. Shout out to Mick Menace, man. His the clipper the curse yeah, yeah, yeah. that he wrote. I talked to him on Twitter too. We DM'd a bit. Um, he really exposed all this stuff, and he really went into depth with what it was like. There was, I think, this should have been a two-hour documentary series. It should have been on video. It should have been on video. I want to see these videos. One thing I love about Thirty for Thirties, mm-hmm. the, the the movie versions of them, is the clips that you don't always see of course yeah and so yeah. i want to see that press conference with donald sterling and as i was listening to that first episode where they were going through the 1981 press conference when he bought the san diego clippers mm-hmm. i looked it up on youtube it's not there I, i'm like i want to see that i want to see what this crazy fool looks like as yeah. a young man like oh yeah. such a character. oh i didn't even think about that yeah that, that was my thing because they mentioned that he was a gymnast in high school which is just absolutely hilarious to think about yeah but i don't know what young donald sterling looks like so all i pictured was old Donald Sterling doing gymnast stuff. And it would have been nice to have some context <laughs> yeah. to what this rich billionaire yeah. looked like when he was young. There's all these images, these mental images that the book paints and that this podcast paints about him like buying, when he first bought the San Diego Clippers, Yeah, he bought billboards, not to promote the team, but to promote himself. 
Yeah. With his face on the billboard smiling like Donald Sterling, the new owner of your San Diego Clippers. Let me see those. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see what people thought about it. I want to see what the news said about the San Diego Clippers. I want to see I want to see all that stuff cuz this is such an interesting story that I do not it's 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 almost surface level. The yeah. podcast is almost a little too surface level where it's like there's so much news footage that we all watch. Yeah. 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 There's definitely just footage of him too doing just doing whatever the hell yeah there has Um, to be i want to see that sports illustrated cover that he like i want to see all of that stuff i want like i feel like some of the stuff that we that we've gotten out of 30 for 30s is like stuff that we don't necessarily super care about for sure (laughs) i know exactly they they were reaching at a certain point yeah it's kind of and i still love them yeah i watch most of them yeah but like to this is a disservice i do think and i'm gonna name drop a bit uh, Feel free, sir. I did. There's a show at UCB called Ask Cat, uh, and we have a. There's usually like a celebrity guest who comes and does monologues, and we do improv based off those monologues. Well, one night we got Baron Davis. Oh, that's fantastic! What? Was Laura Dern there? Huh? Was Laura Dern there? Laura Dern was not there. That was after they broke up. Okay. Damn. Uh, he was at this time. He was dating another person's friend. Okay. That is another. Sounds like you can't drop that name. I know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, I forgot her name. Okay. Uh, and we talked. She was there, and we talked for a while. But, um, yeah, I chatted with him. Like, it was super cool because I told him I was an L.A. Hooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about, like, he roasted me for the high school I went to because we were always, like, <laughs> okay. the whack high school. What high school did you go to? I went to Hamilton High School, which is on the west side. Um, and we were known for not being good in sports because it's a performing arts academy. Yeah, that checks so out. so, yeah. literally, like, I was, I was telling him, I was like, oh, I'm from L.A. too. I hooped, like I, I played, I grew up at Robertson Park with this dude. He was like, oh, hell yeah, I know, homie, I know. Like, it was just like bonding because we come from the kind of the, yeah. a similar background. He was like, where'd you hoop at in high school? And I was like, I played at Hamilton. He was like, oh, y'all was out there dancing and singing, huh? <laughs> and, and I'm just like, yeah, that's like, you know, it's, it's all that's good. True, like, yeah. It's true, yeah. We was, I played the saxophone. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, I was telling him, I was like, yo, man, I got this idea like i know you i know you doing production and stuff now and i know you trying to get into comedy and stuff. Mm-hmm. uh but we have to go in on this donald sterling 30 for 30 it's like it almost I, needs to be a movie yeah i want more stories from the players i don't want to talk about i don't want to keep hearing the same stories that i've heard over and over again yeah i want to get like there has to be more so i grew up with uh with marcus johnson's younger set of kids okay and one day we were over at his house. Y'all know, I'm, everybody knows King Josiah from uh, Twitter. Well, he was older than us. Now, yeah. His younger brothers, who were my age, uh, Josh and Mo, shout out to them. We were one day over at his house, and he was telling us a story about Donald Sterling, how Christmas 1985. Oh, God. He got a Santa Claus at the Christmas party, and he made every player sit on Santa Claus's lap. He was like, sit on his damn yeah, lap. Yeah, sit on his damn lap. And Marcus <laughs> Johnson's like... I'm not about to sit on this five foot eight white dude's lap. I'm yeah. six nine. Or another like, five foot eight white dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not about to. And he was just like, "You're sitting on his damn lap." Like and he made the players oh. sit on his lap and take pictures. And Marcus Johnson was like, "I Those wish I kept that picture now." Yeah. He he like ripped the picture up. Of course. That's what I think oh, is yeah. so hard about it because he's such a repugnant dude. Yeah. That I also don't blame those players for wanting to be like I don't like olden Polonies. That quote yeah. when he's getting called a young buck and he goes, I was thinking, man, what the? F-? That's the most genuine what the fuck I've ever heard in my yeah. life. And I can see guys not wanting to revisit that. It's also stuff that I'm sure like is so demoralizing to live through that yeah. like you're not really eager to share that story yeah. with somebody. Mm-hmm. 
But still, there's got to be more stuff. Even I just like Baron Davis' story. I feel like they're waiting on him to die. I swear to God, I thought he was dead today. Charles thought he was dead. I was dead. like, yeah. we haven't heard anything. No. I know I know he's probably not dead, but I had to look it up. That dude's going to live to 150, I bet you. What is he doing? He's right the now? devil. What do you think he's doing right now? Chilling. Being mad. Kind what is it about weird racism that keeps people alive for so long? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's the fuel that fires it. General Robert E. Lee lived to be 290 years old. <laughs> General Robert E. Lee is Donald Sterling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's actually, it's funny we started with the Donald Sterling stuff because we were just kind of talking about none of where we're at right now with Kawhi and Paul George would have happened without Stefano's Instagram. Without V. Stiviano. V. Stiviano's Instagram specifically. Instagram specifically. And I, I think I'm a little off mic topic, but I think, I think it might work. <laughs> I know it's going to be a, a, a other comedians there, but I think this might work. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... V. Stiviano broke the whole thing, and it, it always takes... I'm about to start sneezing. It always takes somebody like that to bring down the whole... Of course. build an empire or yeah. bring it down. It's always yeah. the side. Yeah. It's always, it's always the side. It's always the side chick. And he had so many in the past. Bless <laughs> you, sir. V was not scared of him. Not at all. She called him on Christmas Eve and argued with him yeah. at family dinner. It's great. She oh, was man. so, like... She was weirdly such a powerful figure in all of this and the like yes. dropping everything yeah. and yeah. like recording everything that it's just like it's absurd we're at the point we are now because of her yeah and he goes on cnn like if she really cared for me oh, she God. wouldn't have released the tapes like, oh, <laughs> what come on man come on um that's a fantastic segue we're gonna go to the next segment talk about carl's current fandom given yeah. the LeBron relationship and the Lakers relationship. But first, I want to give a shout-out to Locked On Fantasy Football. Carl, you play fantasy football. Are you good at it? I am good at it. He is good. I won, I played in five leagues last year, won two of them, lost badly in two of them, <laughs> lost in the championship in the next one. Well, the ones that he won, he listened to Locked On Fantasy Football for. So go ahead and check out Locked On Fantasy Football. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. Welcome to the next segment. Segment two, I guess. There's no real structure today. There's no structure. Let's talk about your fandom. Okay, so I am originally from Mississippi, notorious state with not one professional team. We got yes. a minor league baseball team. Same with now. Montana. Yeah, yeah. So I was a sports orphan. Kind of. I, I, I was born into Saints fandom. Mm-hmm. My dad played for the Saints. Uh, but New Orleans also did not have a basketball team. Closest basketball team to us, I guess. At that time, would have been the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks. Oof. Yeah. And at that time, yeah, they weren't they weren't <laughs> nothing. Like it was, 
had a cool jersey, but they weren't nothing. So yeah. Um, baseball wise, watch Braves games. But when I really got, when I really fell in love with the sport of basketball was when I moved to Los Angeles. Makes sense. And I started playing because I didn't play in Mississippi. I, in, in the South, most kids play football, football and baseball. Yeah, yeah. And so I played football and baseball. So it was like Saints, Braves, and when I moved to LA, nineteen ninety eight. I uh, my mom put me into the Big Brothers Big Sister program, and they would give they would get tickets. And one thing Donald Sterling did do was donate a ton of tickets to inner city kids to try to fill. Gotta keep the that image up while you're closing people's houses. Do you think that was for the like the tax rebate or something? Probably, hundred like percent. <laughs> actually, that's a really good call. And I was around the time of that whole housing situation. Yeah. Cycle. Uh, that was just him trying to be like, look, I'm charitable. It's me, Don. I'm going to throw a party <laughs> because I donated the kids to the Boys and Girls Club. Uncle yeah. Don, call me Uncle Donnie, little black kid. It's the weirdest shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so we would get Clippers tickets, Kings tickets, Laker tickets were too expensive at the time. So I went to I went to a hockey game and a Clippers game uh, before I ever went to a uh, Laker game. Yeah. And I also... Growing up a Saints fan, you kind of learn to embrace the underdog. And I talk, I can't remember who told me this, but it's like it's more fun to root for the underdog because when they finally do win, it just gives you such a sense of pride. It's that rut, that validation yeah. that I put in this time as yeah. a fan type thing. And as much as I hated the Warriors, like I understand why those fans would be happy about that. That process. They yeah. like they built, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. No warrior slander for me. <laughs> they uh, they got what they they built. For the most part, some slander for maybe some of the fans, which we talked about. A lot of the fans. I got into a lot of Twitter arguments with Warriors fans because they kept defending it, which we probably will turn into as well after these next few. God, I hope so. Uh, But yeah, I know. (laughs) But uh, like, I went to the Clipper game first. They were the lovable losers. They won the game that I went to. That's what's up. It was like Eric Pitowski playing. Keith Claus was playing. Shout out, Keith, shout out Keith Kloss. We've had lengthy conversations with Keith Kloss before. Interesting yeah. man. A lot he, of good he stories. He responds to everybody on Twitter. Oh, yes. Gash yeah. is Clay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, uh, like, I was just like, I'm going to support this team. And it was also about, like, I think it also took, like, me being different. So I had this thick Southern accent. And the Lakers were just getting good at that time. But I love Shaq because people used to call me Baby Shaq because I was a little – kind of a thicker kid who used to work in the post real hard. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> people go, call Shout out to Carl in the post. Yeah. <laughs> I also still don't bend my knees when I shoot people. Uh, and that was just always a joke. Like, bend your knees, bend your knees. And I yeah. still like shoot all arm, even to this day, even uh, being out of the post. But um, I was like, I'm going to support this team. And when they get good, it'll be great. Like, and I did. And... Then it got it got cool to support them in two thousand one. Uh, right on that upswing. Yeah, when they had Lamar Odom, Elton Brand, Darius Miles, Q Rich, Keon Dooling, all these players, um, and they were in they were just a hip hop team. They were in rap videos. Yeah, that was also when in the early thousands there was that crazy marriage between hip hop and, and basketball. basketball. Yeah, there was such in a, a way that it hadn't been before. For like, sure, well, it was the throwback jersey. That guy yeah, it was fabulous. That started yeah. the whole oh, thing. Nice. Fabulous. And then Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. changing like, that. And so at that point, it was like, if you watch the Hey My video, it's like Dane Dash is in that video with a Clippers hat on. Yep. And there's some dude in the back with a Clippers jersey on. Got a, a backwards Clippers jersey. jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it was just like, all of a sudden, the Clippers are now 
kind of cool, even though they're still a bad team. Yeah. And they're still LA's second team. Yeah. And I just kind of rolled with them through all that time. But also in 2002, New Orleans finally got a squad. Mm-hmm. And so, and they got this kid a couple years later named Chris Paul, who I was like, oh, this is, this dude is sick. Yeah. Like, loved him. And he was, so I was like, oh, I got a second team now. I got a second team mm-hmm. to root for. And so I kind of split time between, because the Clippers were very bad. And it was, it is hard to like. It's hard to like, it, it honestly, yeah. sometimes you don't want to watch the game. Yeah. Just, it's just true. And I, I understand loyalty, 100%. But sometimes when you watch a team play horribly yeah. and have an owner who is a horrible person, yeah, it's difficult to just strap up and watch 82 yeah. games. I didn't know anything about that. I genuinely did not know anything about the Donald Sterling stuff. Of until, course. Until everything blew up. Because think about how... I like, really did not either. I did, well, I heard things, I guess, but I did not realize the extent. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how news moves now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's absurd to think that none of this would have been known back in the day with just everything we have right now. Absolutely. So yeah, man. I but also so while I'm currently supporting the you got so, you have like a intertwined stream of teams yeah that have that has all come to a head this year. Yeah, is what's so crazy. Both of my teams are <laughs> fun. Yeah, like, yeah. Like and I've had there have been spurts of fun both of those teams like yeah. the Tyson Chandler Chris Paul years and then of course like. 05 with Catino and and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. Sean Livingston. I was I was live watching that game when he got hurt. Like Oof. I had just come back from my own basketball practice. It was disgusting. Yeah. Luckily my TV was too bad for me to really see it. It was like the TV. <laughs> People didn't think he was going to walk again. Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah. Um. So he then. Leg amputated or so then you became a LeBron fan because yeah. LeBron is the best basketball. Player. He was dope. I was 13 when he came into the league. Like 13, 14 years old. Uh, he was. Just a tad bit older. Yeah, literally. I, yeah. A year and a half older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I wore a headband uh, like him. I was just like, oh, this kid is dope. As soon yeah. as he came in, just like bodying grown-ass men. Who And I also didn't like Kobe. Never liked Kobe. Never liked Kobe. Okay. Never. Well, that's fair. Yeah. He's a bad man. Yeah, I mean, besides <laughs> all that stuff. But like, I just never liked him on the basketball court. Yeah. I don't like selfish play. And LeBron came in, and I was just waiting for him to just like, Usurp everybody. Yeah, and so I just follow him, and that was also at the time where none of my favorite teams were good. Of yeah. course, and so I'm. Just and Cleveland was the underdog too because you're watching underdog a, too. Yeah, Cleveland maybe is only second to the Clippers in overall shittiness. Yeah, so I'm kind of at this time still rocking Clippers t-shirts and hoodies, and still you know got the occasional New Orleans Hornets shirt on or whatever. Yeah, but like it's a loose Hornets yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like I I I'm just like kind of a basketball fan. Yeah. You know, I'm rooting for the Kings when they're playing against those Lakers teams. Which I feel like mm-hmm. is kind of what modern fandom, I, I saw the term millennial fan mm-hmm. thrown around, which kind of pissed me off <laughs> for some reason. But it is true because we have these attachments more so to players now because they're so powerful. Yeah. As opposed to teams which really dictate yeah. what people like. And I tell you this, the way I rooted for the Kings back then, even though Shaq played on the Lakers, mm-hmm. I didn't care. But now... I'm in a really weird place, which is I know what y'all wanted to talk about. Yeah. I overlap. I'm in the weirdest place ever because LeBron gets so much unnecessary hate that I want I would agree him with to that. succeed. But, but now that I, I'm just like, <laughs> I like I think this is the first time in my life in since he's been in the league, where I'm like, I'm okay with LeBron losing. I'm I'm getting confident in the idea that he's my favorite player. And he's gonna be my favorite player. No matter I'm what. He's gonna ride for him. But I want the Clippers to beat them. Yeah. yeah. 
Especially because it's still. I ta- I was talking to a a fan the other night, a Laker fan who don't like LeBron. I was gonna say. So this this was a question we wanted to ask. Do you feel like the Lakers? Uh, Underappreciate LeBron. Absolutely, <laughs> we knew the answer before. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've seen Y'all's you go. Boy. I've seen you go, Kevin. Yeah. Shout out Kevin Macias. Hates LeBron James. It's Wanted to trade him for AD. <laughs> insane to me. It, like, it's really that entitlement that gets me. It's because like, look, your team wins sixteen championships. I can understand being cocky. One hundred percent. Yeah. I hope we win 16 championships so I can be a cocky 65-year-old yeah. whatever the hell I'm going to be when it happens. And I hope Giannis comes to the Clippers and I'm like, Giannis, I don't, I yeah. don't want him. Exactly. <laughs> but right now, it's like with everything LeBron's done, it's just like, and with how the Lakers especially have been the last six years, bro, what did you want to happen? These he rushed back from injury for you guys. Let's even put LeBron to the side. Okay. The way that they treat Dwight Howard is... Like, this man is public enemy number one, and, like, he was the reason that the Lakers had a bad season. To be fair, he did refuse how to shoot free throws from Steve Nash. Fair enough. <laughs> but I'm not saying I'm not saying that... <laughs> He's not saying Dwight's perfect. Dwight, Dwight <laughs> yeah, right. by no means. But this utter hate for him and just completely ignoring the fact that Kobe was still trying to throw up 70 shots a game when he knew he couldn't. Yeah. Like, Steve Nash would, should not have still been in the league. Like. On. He was like, cool. I mean, he was cool. But towards those end in that Lakers games when like when like he was posting up Dirk on the baseline, it was like, what are we doing here? Like this is so clearly for the fans. Yeah. So do you find yourself it's just gotta be tough. So do you even do you follow Lakers news at all, or is it just the You kinda have to. Because he is the news. Yeah. Yeah. You kinda have to. In LA, like there is no Clippers radio. Like hey, ESPN. you know what? You're damn right there isn't Clippers Radio. If only there was guys hosting the Daily Show. Thank you. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> On AM radio. I'll take it. We need to buy a station and make it a Clippers Radio. How much does that cost? $100? Probably a lot these days. We just need a ham radio and an extra long cord. <laughs> Bro, there has to be a way that we could go and propose to the Clippers that we start some AM Clippers Radio. Balmer Lots of Media Company. Coming up after this break, we're going to be talking maybe some Balmer Media Company ideas, some Ty Lue talk, who knows? Want to give a quick shout out to Locked On NFL. Not the fantasy football one, just good old-fashioned football news, helmet news, AB's feet, who knows? One more time, shout out Locked On NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're buying a radio station. Yeah, AM, somewhere down the dial, AM 1290. Yeah. We're driving to Downey every day to host. Yeah. Because that's the only one that's available. That's where you, we need to be on the beach. <laughs> San Pedro, maybe. Do you think the Clippers can ever do anything? Is there ever going to be a time when they're not out of the shadow of the Lakers? No. I kind of agree. Not I, in Los I Angeles. also agree. Not in Los Angeles. This is a Laker town. Which I, is not the Clippers' fault. No. No. I, I mean, like, I think... It'll always attract the same kind, like the same people. I think there will be some more bandwagoners or whatever you want to call them, like as the Clippers are successful or are not successful. True. Uh, but I think that it'll never surpass the Lakers. But I do think it will be different, like having like 
our own arena and space. I do think something will change again fundamentally. Donald Sterling <laughs> ruined everything. Yeah, we could have been first billing. We could have been first billing at the Staples Center. That could have been the Kings and Clippers arena. Yeah, and he was like, I want to go to Anaheim. Yeah, man. yeah. He didn't even want to go to Anaheim. <laughs> he his negotiation tactics ruined every deal. Oh yeah, yeah. And and AEG was like, fine, we're gonna buy a piece of the yeah, Lakers. You're an idiot. Yeah, like and now it's gonna be their arena. And now in the NBA 2K ad, we got Kawhi Leonard standing in front of 16 Lakers banners. Yep, that's terrible. So what what would be the Carl Tart Clippers re- what would be the party Carl Tart Clippers redesign? Um, logo wise, everything wise, you got well, a full rebrand. Well, we could start with logo slash jerseys, and then if you if Steve Ballmer is handing you the keys, say we're rebranding the whole thing. Okay. Um, first things first, the logo is trash currently. Agreed. Yeah, it's boring. The logo right. is a high school logo. It's a high school logo, and barely even a high school logo. I think it's a nursing home logo. <laughs> uh, that old that old lady team that was viral a couple years ago has yeah. that logo. <laughs> Lake Lake Alton Community Homes. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And I, so that's getting changed. As far as changing the name of the Clippers, because Donald Sterling didn't pick that name, mm-hmm. um, I'm fine with keeping it. Okay. However, one thing I learned on the podcast today was that in Shelly's, Shelly Sterling's selling of the show, of the team, she demanded that they get three championship rings if the Clippers win. She demanded being known as owner emeritus of the Clippers. And so it's like, just even for that sake, change that name. Because I'm not rocking with Shelly either. She was complicit. That, that podcast yes. paints Shelly in the craziest light. She literally dressed up in disguises as like to evict. To evict people, yeah. Black people in Koreatown. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then goes, that man was so scary. He yeah. had a big dog and he was a hoarder. And it's just like, lady. Oh, really? No. You bought some low-income housing and there yeah. was a person who maybe didn't have everything going on together? Exactly. exactly. Shocked. Yeah. Really. So, so for that sake, um, change the name. Change the name. That way, that, that, that's a loophole, I feel like. Do you have any what, name what ideas? What name? Um, what's popping in LA? So my thing is, I want a historical, you know, something about the settlement of LA. Yeah. The Pablo Dores, something like that. Like, What about going back to the Braves? I don't think that'd be PC in 2019. Yeah, you can't that's do fair. that. Yeah. Can't do anything. Not with a team owned that's by fair. Donald Sterling formerly. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Like the Vaqueros should... would be sick. Vaqueros, like some like type shit. Like something like that. Taft High School. Yeah. Like doors. I'd be down. I like the laborers. Just because there's like strong unions in LA. I don't know why. I like the idea. Or we take the Hollywood High name and we become the Sheiks. Ah. I think that's also. Yeah, that might not work. Rough. Yeah. That might not work. Um, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta think on some names. Y'all gotta have me back on, and we'll have a list of names too. Oh, absolutely. Or I'll send y'all one. Uh, but I do agree with you. Like this, the the settler like meant like those the missions. The There's LA so much history. Yeah. Like, that no yeah. LA team is named after mission. Yeah. yeah, no LA team is named after anything involving the history. The Santas. <laughs> That'd be uh, great. The Saints. So the Saints. I'm down for that. I love both <laughs> my football. <like> LA Saints. <laughs> So let's talk about some actual current Clippers news. This is coming out on Wednesday, but we got the news uh, late Tuesday night. Are you psyched on Ty Lue officially signing? Uh, Rob Perez on Twitter made a joke about oh, yeah. him being a spy for LeBron, and it made me go like, I believe it. <laughs> I went the other way. I, I think say, yeah, what if it's the opposite? Will was saying that he was like, I don't think Ty Lue's going to come in with some psychological profile of LeBron day one. I said, yes, he is. Yeah. Ty Lue is the secret. Yeah. We have the key. 
He could lock the door or open it, is what it feels like. That's so interesting after what happened to him after the Lakers balked and on that, like, and then they and then the Clippers hire him. Yeah. That is a move. It is the that so that's what makes the rivalry even crazier than it's ever been, other yeah. than we're all in contention. Yeah. We took your dude. Yeah. We got him. After y'all, I mean, they kind of pulled a Donald Sterling move. They did. It's like, I'm not going to. We'll give like, you three years. Yeah. Three years and your replacement's right to the left of you. By yeah. Now. A lot of people keep saying on Twitter they're worried that Kalamian's going to leave or we're going to lose an assistant coach because of this. But I don't think Balmer is adverse to paying people to work no. for the team. Balmer spends that bread. That's one thing I like about him. He does what Donald Sterling was. What There was the a opposite. quote. I can't remember what it was said, but they were like, I think it was maybe Ryan Holland's. Where he was like, when the team usually gets good, most owners are like, whatever. You yeah. do it, I'm going to back up. Yeah. And Dallas Sterling was like, oh, it's going good. Huh? Time, to get, <laughs> like, time to get in here. Let's put a stick in these front spokes. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> and Balmer's the perfect one because he's just like, you guys know what you're doing? Here's a bunch of money. Yeah. Keep doing it. I'm glad I'm glad Doc stepped down. Yeah. Uh, from GM. Yeah. From GM. He did hire Lawrence Frank, which was his best move as GM. Yes. Which I feel like is an underrated. He made a lot of bad moves. But there's some good ones in there. Guys, where could the team move that would separate us from the Lakers? Palmdale. Oh, too far. <laughs> I too even far. I just think Long Beach. Mm. A riverfront stadium would be dope. Too far. Too far. Let's go Santa Monica. Oh. Wow. Santa Monica Clippers? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess the name works. Yeah. I don't know. That's a bold name. Um we unfortunately have to wrap this up. Carl Tart. That quick? That quick. 30-minute oh, daily, man. Did we get through everything? Eh, for the most part. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This is a blast. We are going to have Carl Tart on some streams this year. Yes. After some away games we're going to talk about. We're probably going to have him on another time. we got to get him back on the pod. If he wants to drive down to Torrance and record in the office, we can make it happen. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm busy that day. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening on iTunes on Himalaya. I've been Positive Chuck Mockler. I've been William the Opinion Update. And I'm Party Call Talk. Talk to you guys later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.